Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Montana, a little modest mouse bringing you back here on a Wednesday. Hope you're having an outstanding evening. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport is located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. Go head on down there if you want to see the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Fun first hour. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television swung by. Give us his thoughts and opinions on the opening weekend of college football, particularly when it comes to the Montana Grizzlies and their awesome 13-7 win over the number 20-ranked Washington Huskies of the Pac-12. Also went around the state for high school football scores and analysis and also gave you some fancy football advice and Gave away some wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill as part of Wing It Wednesday. All of that can be found on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. If you're watching on TV or YouTube on the stream, uh, you can. I always try to feature uh, in, in the corner over here. You can see I have my sports book library, and I keep some of my notes and my trading cards and some of my memorabilia, Sports Illustrated magazines over there, but I also keep bunch of my sports books, and I always try to 
put a book here as a prop, just as a talking point or a visual uh, enhancement or whatever. But you'll see here, this is the University of Montana Football Vault, which is a phenomenal book put together by the late Mick Holine. Mick Holine, the voice of the Grizzlies for years and years, and uh, a mentor of mine, a friend of mine, and uh, an awesome man, a guy that I learned a ton from and who was very, very, very kind to me and uh, helped me as a print journalist that had really no idea what he's doing in radio, uh, sort of acclimating. He was fun to work with at the Montana Football Hall of Fame as well. Uh, he was on our board of directors too. And uh, he and I sort of spearheaded the biographies, the writing, and the and compilation of all the biographies that go into the program each year. So, first of all, rest in peace, Mick. We miss you. But uh, Bobby Houck proclaimed that this win over the Washington Huskies was the biggest of his coaching career. It was his 99th victory at Montana. And uh, he's coached in a lot of big games, both as an assistant uh, with his time at Washington and Colorado, uh, San Diego State, and also as a head coach, whether it was at Montana or UNLV. And uh, so this book is on display because this is a chronicle history of the entire University of Montana football program with many of the big games in Grizz football history. And uh, this is one that... If uh, if there was a, a another edition of this book, this would be a game that would have to be in there. So it's a very cool book if you've never seen it before. Uh, super awesome. It has all sorts of memorabilia in it, in it, old tickets, old rosters, all that. So great uh, collectible for any Grizz football or Big Sky Conference historian. Uh, so just wanted to point that out. That's why that one's on display here today. Well, sometimes the best decisions in life are the most spontaneous ones. And we made a spontaneous one last week, and man, I'm glad we did. Time now for our ESPN Roundtable, presented proudly by Paradise Falls of Missoula. And a long-standing segment we've been doing for a while now, several years here on Nuanas Now. But this guy's debut on the ESPN Roundtable, he's Andrew Houghton from both ESPN Missoula as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. And uh, for those that don't know, Andrew and I have been working together for several years now. He uh, was in the fold with us at Skyline for the 2018-2019 seasons. Bobby Houck's first two uh, back at the helm for Montana. And uh, then he spent some time in Pocatello, Idaho, and then he's been back here with us at Missoula Broadcasting Company as well as Skyline Sports for a couple months now. And we were sort of waffling on what we were going to do for our travel plans. I knew I was going to Laramie. I got a cheap flight out of Bozeman. I got a good friend in Denver, and I thought it was a good storyline. Brent Vegan returning to the place he spent seven years uh, coaching with the Wyoming Cowboys and then his first game as Montana State's head coach. And then we were sort of waffling back and forth on if we were going to send a team or a reporter or whatever uh, to Seattle to watch the Washington Huskies host the Montana Grizzlies. And uh, last minute, we decided, let's go. We're going to send Andrew over there. So I uh, figured it out. And uh, it was so interesting because like 10 days out from the game, I was sitting there thinking, man, you know, Montana maybe hang around and you know, respectable 42-14 loss or something like that. Maybe they closed the gap a little bit from their 63-7 to loss back in 2017. Well, they closed the gap more than a little bit. They closed the gap a lot. 13-7, to Montana goes into Husky Stadium, knocks out the number 20 team in the country uh, at the FBS level. And so, uh, Andrew, I know it's your first time in Husky Stadium. Just take us through your journey on your way out to Seattle because uh, pretty darn cool for you to be uh, front and center to watch one of the biggest wins in Chris history. Well, I never really got the chance to take it all in because I got there about 15 minutes before kickoff. So like you said, we were waffling on our travel plans. 
figured out like the day before that I was going to be driving down there. Didn't want to take off Friday afternoon, so I left Saturday morning. Got to Husky Stadium, you know, got to got to Seattle, checked into the Airbnb and everything. Had about an hour to get over to the stadium, and it, the traffic was just madness. Parked, sprinted into the stadium, got up to the press box. Didn't have time to take it all in except for just the, the excitement of everybody there. And then you watched what was maybe the most anomalous and uh, unique FCS over a ranked FBS win ever. There's only been five of them. But most of the time, it's Armani Edwards, one of the great players in Division I AA slash FCS history, leading App State over Michigan, uh, which included, uh, I believe, a special teams touchdown for App State as well as a pair of blocked field goals. Uh, or is Eastern Washington going to Corvallis and knocking off Oregon State behind a million yards passing by Vernon Adams and several touchdowns by Cooper Cup and 49 points for the Eagles usually takes a fair amount of fluky and or lucky plays or uh, a couple special teams plays to go your way or just ringing up the scoreboard, just scoring a ton of points. None of that was the case in Seattle. Instead, Montana dismantled the Huskies physically. I thought it was astounding to watch Montana manhandle a team that's supposed to have multiple NFL draft picks on its offensive line. But the Grizz brought pressure early and often. I was going through some highlights today, and I actually talked to some people last night as well. 11 different fronts they played before the third quarter even started. So they had Dylan Morris, the Husky quarterback, all the way crossed up. Uh, but just your impressions of the Montana defense, because we thought they were going to be good, but I don't know if we thought that they were going to be like this. They were flying around everywhere. Yes, yeah, anomalous because it wasn't surprising. I mean, we were talking right. about this, like how many more possessions could have you, you have given Washington at the end of the game there? They weren't going to score. The defense, I think, really... What was shocking about it was that they didn't look that good on the game's first drive, where yeah, Washington, the Washington had a script and they diced them. Right, because that's what you do. I mean, you have your your play sheet for the first drive, whatever, something that you know the quarterback's going to feel comfortable with. But it wasn't just that they were dicing them. I mean, they were pushing them off the ball. They never looked like they were going to turn. I mean, Montana put them in a couple third downs on that first drive. Doesn't matter. Whatever. It just looked like it was so easy. And then after that completely changed and what Montana did first was stifle the run game and then that put Dylan Morris in because he had to throw it and he was able to throw it really successfully in the first half I mean the run game completely went away for Washington after that first drive but Morris was still able to convert a lot of those third downs because he was getting his receivers open and then as time went away they started taking that away too and there was just nothing Washington could do ESPN Roundtable here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television around the great state of Montana. Andrew Houghton joining us here in studio for the ESPN Roundtable this week, recapping Montana's epic win over the Washington Huskies on Saturday. Uh, only the fifth win by a FCS squad over a ranked FBS team in 353 matchups of the sort. So historic and impressive for Montana to go in there and perform like that. Um, but... I was so curious to see what the Grizz defense looked like with the upgrades in personnel because they added a variety of transfers, um, particularly in the defensive secondary. Uh, but I was also interested to see when Montana can play just straight, hardcore cover two on the outside. What's the middle of the defense look like? And 
this was exactly, I think, what they have always dreamed this defense would look like. It's been a smoke and mirrors defense where they get, I mean, as Bobby Houck said in the preseason, the fact that Alex Gubner led the team, that he's the nose tackle, led the team in picks, and the fact that uh, Robbie Houck, I believe, was second or third on the team, he's a strong safety in sacks, sort of shows you the smoke and mirrors. But uh, now it doesn't look like a gimmick. It looks like um, just a swarming, uh, just unbelievable unit. So um, this is sort of the 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 dream of what Montana wanted this defense to look like, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, when you hold Washington to seven points, regardless <laughs> right. of what the defense looks like, right. But no, the thing is that they do have the cornerbacks on the outside now. They were able to get pushed with the defensive linemen, and they were able to bring pressure from everywhere because you have all the linebackers. You have Robbie Houck who can bring pressure. I think part of this was on Washington's game plan, too, which was very vanilla, and of course you expect that in a season opener against an FCS team. Like Washington never really took any deep shots on them. Uh, it was all just short passes, trying to get the run game going, just very straightforward stuff. But even with that caveat, I mean, Montana's defense was, yeah, I mean, it looked like the, the apex form of this defense. It's so um, funny, too, because football has, has reached this level of consumption and attention in America where even uh, some the, the quote-unquote common fan is, is getting in a little bit to the schemes and what's, what's the identity of teams and stuff like that. What are these guys running? And... Uh, the two things that have happened in college football that I find fascinating that the public has not quite caught up on are, one, everybody runs everything now. Even Montana State the last couple of years has been this quote-unquote ground-and-pound team. Well, they don't line up under center. They don't run an I-formation. They don't ever run any of the stuff. They're running the spread. They're running pre-snap motion all over the place. It's just the they're running gap scheme up front. So uh, everybody runs elements of everything. Uh, because you can, because the film is just so out there. But I think that there's this perception that it's so complicated. It's not. It's really diverse, but the actual goal of every college football offense is simple. Get a guy in space, especially a guy with a weakness in space, and make him miss. The whole element of college coaching now is to make kids make mistakes. That's what it is. You want a guy to make a mistake. That's where I think Montana is absolutely elite. I'm talking elite on the level of all college football teams in America. They're open field tackling. Why do they open field tackle so well? Because they put such a high priority on it. You went to practice a bunch the last month. That element translated beautifully for Montana on Saturday. Yeah, no missed tackles, and because they're always swarming to the ball, which is the other huge thing that they just emphasize, emphasize, emphasize at practice, even if you do, I mean, if you get a hand on a guy, slow him up, you got people coming in behind you. Yeah, I mean, the run to the ball priority is just so profound. I remember I was talking to Kent Barron for practice one day, Montana's defensive coordinator, and he has what you call loafs. And every time he sees a loaf on film, then the next day you got to run. And he was telling me that when they first got to Montana before the 2018 season, this team would get like three dozen loafs every practice. Well, now it's a. Uh, it's a pretty rare occasion if they get one a week because everybody knows. But um, on that element, though, how much do you think just the offseason and, and the fact that they had this elongated break just contributed to uh, the physical conditioning, the hunger, all of it, of this team? A lot. I think especially, like you said, just the, the physical part of it. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. Even from watching the first fall practice, I mean, you look at some of these guys, you just just look at them. 
walking on the practice field or walking into the stadium, whatever, they look different, changed, right? And I think that was a, that's a huge part of the open field tackling thing, too. I mean, you can want to do it all you want. You can want to get to the ball all you want. You've got to be able to, to physically match up with these guys. And like we saw with, you know, Patrick O'Connell dragging Dylan Morris down, like a D1 quarterback just chasing him down, chasing him out of the pocket. He's not getting away. I mean, Montana has those guys now. No question. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Andrew Houghton joining us here on uh, 102.9 ESPN Radio as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television. About 15 minutes out from Todd Stepsis. He's the head coach for the Drake Bulldogs. They make their way to Bozeman for the Gold Rush game on Saturday. Also hoping to catch up with Ryan Elliott, the head coach for Western Illinois, uh, sometime later on this week, as well as Western Illinois makes their way uh, to Missoula for opening night game. Dual non-conference night games. This is the first time in my career I can remember this where both squads were opening up at home the same Saturday under the lights. So With beer now, too. With beer now, too. Yeah. Uh, prayers to the uh, security people, <laughs> man. I, I, uh, Missoula's going to be wild on Saturday night, I tell you that. I hope they uh, have about double the security. But hopefully everybody just keeps it between the ditches. You know, be happy, have a good time. No no fighting or anything like that. Let's just uh, let's keep it on the straight and narrow and uh, enjoy yourself. But also don't waste too much time in the beer garden because the whole point of college football is to watch the game. I, I have to remind particularly Grizz fans this often, uh, but both Bobcat and Grizz fans, a little guilty. Third quarter is a little sparse sometimes, but uh, maybe not as many people will leave if they can just go get a beer right out back the south end zone. So that'll be fun. Um, but, Andrew, the... Montana's 13-7 win over Seattle sent shockwaves across the country. Certainly an awesome victory for Montana. But it was not a perfect victory. They were really good defensively, and I thought they got stronger as the game went along. You can tell their level of physical conditioning is at an all-time high. There was some stuff that I think that they could look at uh, to clean up and and that they're going to put a priority on trying to improve. But in your mind, what are those things? What do you think Montana could do better? For the defense in specific? Or just just either way. I mean, I think the defense played about as good as you can play. But I think that, uh, you know, there was a a kick return in the third quarter where you could tell they had it dialed up and they didn't quite block it right. Yeah. Um, You know. It took Cam Humphrey a while to settle in at quarterback. I think just the offensive consistency early, right? Because they were... And I don't know why this is. I mean, a lot of times you'd look at a matchup like that and you'd think, well, okay, he's just going to be under pressure all day. They're going to have to grind stuff out. But I don't think it was that because, you know, Humphrey was good back there. The offensive line looked pretty good from the start, whether it was just nerves or, you know, having to get into the flow of the game. I think that, yeah, I mean, he started something like 4 of 13 passing, right, just in the first half. And the run game, aside from the one Xavier Harris run on the first drive, Took a little while to get going, too. I think that uh, also Sammy and Kim, I mean, he was getting matched up against one, if not two, Washington corners. They're going to be probably top 150 draft picks. I mean, you know, in the first four or five rounds of the NFL draft. And they knew that number 18 was going to be the guy for Montana, so they definitely shadowed him quite a bit. They gave some more opportunities to guys like Mitch Roberts and Gabe Solcer. Uh, but I do think that, well, first of all, Kim's going to have such a bigger uh, physical mismatch when he gets into playing FCS teams. Um, but I do think they need to get him a little bit more involved because not only is he one of the most talented players on the team, but he's also sort of one of those emotional leaders. He's a guy, when he gets a first down, he gets everybody going. 
And I think he's a guy, especially the skill players on offense, they all kind of turn to for energy as well. That's a great point. I kind of like the fact that they didn't force it to a chem sure. early because, you know, it's a great point. He's a guy that you want to get going because he can fire people up, get that momentum going. But also, I mean, especially with Washington knowing so much that, you know, he's the guy, right? Um, it shows that you have trust in your other receivers. When you're not forcing it to him, you're saying, okay, he's being covered by Trent McDuffie. If the read isn't there, we'll get it to somebody else. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. If you can't make it down to the Grizz game Saturday night, head on down to Paradise Falls. They have 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers. They'll have a happy hour rolling uh, when the game's about... Oh, one and a half quarters gone. So you can get $3 beers, half-price cocktails, and half-price appetizers. They also serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So it's a great spot to go enjoy a family dinner while also maybe taking in the Grizz game. So if you need somewhere to watch the Grizz or the Bobcats, or maybe you want to watch both, head on down to Paradise Falls, Missoula, 3621 Brook Street. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Well, let's talk about the game within the game, or at least some of the individual performances. First and foremost, one of the breakout players of this game uh, between Montana and Washington for Montana, I thought Xavier Harris, the freshman running back from Oxnard, California. Took him a little bit to get going early. He did have the one big run in the first half, but then uh, really started wearing on the Washington defense and uh, found himself some some openings in the second half. So I know he uh, turned an ankle or some sort of uh, injury uh, towards the end of the game, but 15 carries, 70 yards, pretty impressive for his collegiate debut. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with the offensive line, too. I mean, like you said, just getting stronger as the game went on. I was impressed with his, you know, just the... The attitude that he had, I mean, the, on the end of that 37-yard run in the first quarter, just, you know, diving right into to a couple of Washington secondary players trying to pick up a couple extra yards, I thought that was impressive. But, yeah, I mean, good performance. I mean, you always say that, you know, running back's the one position where you can sort of plug and play guys, and I think both Harris and Isaiah Childs, who was making his first debut and came on after Harris got injured a little bit more, uh, were both impressive. Speaking of the offensive line, a little bit better of an idea what they're doing up front now, too. Um, the bookends, those guys are solid. Conlon Beaver on the left side, Dylan Cook on the right side. Not much rotation there. Uh, the center spot, A.J. Forbes looked pretty good. Uh, but I do, I do like what they're doing in terms of the rotation of the guards. First and foremost, Hunter McGinnis has really emerged as a guy who's uh, he's a player, man. I, I didn't know. He didn't look very athletic to me when I first saw him. It didn't seem like he moved very well, but he definitely had the size. But he definitely moves pretty darn well, and he was really physical. And uh, he in the starting lineup then combined with Moses Mallory, Colton Kainz. Kainz was kind of rotating in at both guard spots, and uh, I thought that that looked pretty darn good as well. So um, the fact that Montana was even able to hold its own, let alone uh, at times win uh, with their offensive line against Washington's formidable defensive front, impressive. Yeah, and Colton Kainz is actually listed as the starter at right guard this week in the depth chart that just came out flip-flopping uh, with Moses Mallory there. So I think all all those guys will continue to play. Um, that's the most impressive thing to me. I mean, when you're playing these, these higher-level teams, these FBS teams, it can just completely short-circuit your offense if you can't get time for the quarterback, if you can't get a little bit of push in the running game. I mean, that's just, if you can't do that, you're not going to have a chance no matter how well the defense plays because these FBS teams will just throw a bunch of guys at you on the defensive line. If you can't block them, you're never going to get anything going on offense. So Montana actually, Cam Humphrey was only sacked once. I was impressed with his 
sort of in the pocket movement too, uh, escaping out of some pressure sometimes. But a lot of that is definitely for the uh, on the offensive line playing really well. I talked with Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz, about this uh, off the record, but also I think on this show too. Uh, but either way, I was telling him, and he was agreeing, that I thought that the guy, and I actually texted a couple Grizz people that are very involved in this show as well, that I thought the guy that was getting overlooked maybe more than anybody on the Grizz defense, because there was a lot of headlines for, you know, Jace Lewis wearing number 37, and of course all the Montana-made linebackers and those guys just, you know, just looking like they're straight off the conveyor belt. Bobby Houck has a factory that produces these 6'2", 225-pound guys that can run. Um, but, you know, in the secondary, the transfers and then the influx of talent from Omar Hicks-Onu to Trajan Cotton to Justin Ford and everybody in between. But I thought that the dude that was getting the least amount of love that I think is absolutely an all-league caliber talent is Alex Gubner, and he impressed me big time on Saturday. He runs to the ball so unbelievably well. He plays with such heart and passion, and he's in such better shape than he was when he first got to Montana, too. So he still has that 295 pounds of mass, but now you know he, he's always running the ball really well, but now he can do it for uh, long spurts as well. So uh, he, he was a guy that I thought had good returns. It's not necessarily going to show up in the stat sheet, but if you just watch the interior line play, thought he was very good. Uh, but is there anybody like that for you, Andrew? Anybody that stood out for you, especially on the defensive side that maybe people haven't been talking about as much? I think that Nash Faust played really well in the secondary, and he's a guy who, like you said, sort of falls out of the the public eye there a little bit because you've got Robbie Howe and Gavin Robertson at safety, I mean, Gavin Robertson had two picks, and you've got the transfer corners on the outside. Nash Faust playing the nickel, starting over Trajan Cotton, the Oregon State transfer. He's a guy who covers a lot of ground there, right? And he's not hes not afraid to run downhill and play the run. He can cover a little bit. Uh, I think he had, you know, four or five tackles. I thought he, was, he just had a really solid game. Fouch was definitely good, and it got to be a cool moment for him, too, uh, as a Woodenville native, somebody that's from uh, that neck of the woods, and, and a guy that I know you interviewed that, that said he definitely had some ties to the Husky program as well, so um, definitely a, a good performance for him, and that was kind of the cool storyline as well. You know, you had a great story on all the, the Seattle ties for a lot of Grizz guys, including Bobby Houck, who coached at Washington uh, for five seasons on Rick Neuheisel's staff most, most recently in 2002, uh, but, you know, Gavin Robertson from Auburn, which is about an hour from Seattle, and Nash Fouch, and uh, I think there was something like a, a, close to a dozen Washington guys on the roster, and uh, pretty much all those guys played well, so that was a pretty cool moment for them as, as well. Yeah, it's also, I mean, basically every guy that the Grizz have out of Washington is, is starting or playing a big role. I mean, there are a couple freshmen who didn't play at all, but like you said, Fouch and Gavin Robertson and Corbin Walker, I mean, that's three-fifths of the secondary right there. Cam Humphrey, of course. Um, it was just it was just a cool thing to see. Moving on now to Western Illinois. To me, I think that uh, the, regardless of the just sort of the the spark and the infiltration and then the influx of energy that this provides, it's also uh, could be a harbinger just because. Like, last time the Grizz posted a win of this caliber, this was a bigger win than the NDSU win uh, to kick off the Bobstead era. But that was the eventual national champions um, when it comes to uh, the FCS level. And uh, then Montana went and lost the next two games. They lost to Cal Poly at home under the lights, and then they lost to Liberty on the road, and Brady Gustin got knocked out, and it sort of put their season uh, on the brink right out the gates. 
And so, to me, I think the most important factor of this Washington win is just not letting it linger, regardless of how good of a win it was. So, how do you think the Grizz turned the page this week against Western Illinois? I don't think they'll have any problem doing that. I think the big factor here is that they're coming back to Washington Grizzly Stadium for, you know, in an actual season for the first time in two years. Uh, turned up for this one, I don't think you, you know, would have any problem getting fired up for this game, wanting to play well. I mean, treating it as just the biggest game as the Washington game because they know what it means to the fans and just the atmosphere that'll, that'll be there. It's been Roundtable, Andrew Houghton. SkylineSportsMT.com as well as ESPN Missoula joining us here as our guest on the ESPN Roundtable. And uh, Andrew, thanks so much for joining us and uh, more to come. So go check out SkylineSportsMT.com for this guy's great writing. He had an awesome game story out of the Washington game. we got some stuff looking at Western Illinois already and we'll continue to have more features uh, throughout the week. But uh, thanks for swinging by, man. Thank you, man. In Missoula, SkylineSportsMT.com. First appearance on the ESPN Roundtable, but a fun experience for him. I uh, love sending the young reporters out to cover those big-time games, and I was glad we made the decision last minute to pull the trigger and send him to Seattle, and uh, definitely, definitely worth the trip. I was thinking, okay, do we want to spend the money to go out there and and uh, watch a blowout you can just watch on TV? Ah, so glad I made the decision to send him out there. Need a place to go hang out this weekend? There's high school football on Friday, college football on Saturday, NFL football on Sunday. Actually, the NFL starts tomorrow even. So your football headquarters for the fall, Paradise Falls. Head on down there. They got 30 big screen TVs, one of the best staffs in town, 18 draft beers. They got early and late happy hours, six days a week. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. They got Sports Bet Montana kiosks. They got it all down there at Paradise Falls. So if you need a place to watch high school football on Fridays, the Grizz on Saturdays, the NFL on Sundays, head on down to Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street. Paradise Falls, the proud presenter of the ESPN Roundtable. More on the Bobcats and their upcoming opponent and potentially an appearance from their head coach, Todd Steps. It's just a matter of uh, when they get done with practice over there in Des Moines, Iowa. But all things Bobcats and Drake, Gold Rush on Saturday. Keep it right here. CSPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Come and lay down by my side Till the early morning light All I'm taking is your time Help me make it through tonight you know Tommy Evans is back on the board when you're playing some uh, old-school country. Appreciate him for everything he does, man. We've been taking this show on the road more than I ever thought possible, and we cannot do it without Tommy and our awesome production crew here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. So shout-out to you, man. Appreciate it. And uh, can't wait for all the upcoming stuff, including our Grizz 
College Game Day pregame show on Saturday. It'll be an awesome day here on ESPN Radio on Saturday. We have uh, the pregame radio show getting kicked off at uh, 3.30, about two and a half hours before kickoff, leading up to Montana's season opener against Western Illinois. We also uh, can have the Missoula Paddleheads, their Pioneer League Championship game, single game playoff to get into the championship series. That'll come right after uh, the pregame show. So look forward to a big Saturday here on ESPN Radio. It's Nuana's Now 1029 ESPN Missoula, uh, as well as SWX Montana Television around the great state of Montana. Thanks so much for joining us here on a Wednesday. Hopefully you're having an outstanding Wednesday. And uh, we couldn't be much better around here because not only did we get football in our lives last week, but now we get football in our lives this week and every week for 11 weeks into the future as well. So excited to be back in the flow of things. Excited to have the rhythm of the season uh, progressing. And uh, we'll continue to bring you the best coverage when it comes to the Big Sky Conference, as well as Frontier Conference and preps all the way around the state of Montana, particularly when it's football season, one of our favorite times of year. Time now for uh, another new segment we have here on Nuanez Now. Each week we're going to feature interviews with the opposing coaches for both the Montana State Bobcats and the Montana Grizzlies. This is presented in part by Mike Nugent of Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. Do you want to see behind enemy lines? you want the scoop from the other side of the clash each week leading up to Saturday's showdowns for both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats? Then be sure to tune in right here to Nuanas Now each week to hear from the coaches who lead their opponents against Montana and Montana State each week. I'll give you an in-depth interview with each of those coaches, and it is proudly presented by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway. Mike Nugent, Berkshire Hathaway, your local real estate experts, reminding you that every question is good to ask. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. Todd Stepsis, he is the head coach for the Drake Bulldogs. They are making their way to Bozeman, Montana on Saturday for a 6 p.m. showdown gold rush game, home opener for the Bobcats. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Very good. Uh, let's start with the Drake program and sort of your history at it. I think there's a, a little bit of familiarity with Drake on uh, this neck of the woods because Drake, located there in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, was led for quite some time by Rob Ash, a guy that is a, a, a well-known name here in Montana. Rob was the coach there at Montana State, or excuse me, at Drake for 18 years before then taking over at MSU in 2007, and he led the Bobcats for nine seasons. Uh, when I first moved back to Montana, he was the coach there at Montana State when I was working at the newspaper there in Bozeman, and uh, so I got to know Rob very well. And uh, Montana State played home, home, and home against Drake. They played him three times during Ash's tenure. And then more recently, uh, Drake made their way out to Missoula to take on the Montana Grizzlies during the 2018 season. And, Coach, I know you've been there uh, at Drake since 2014, uh, first as the defensive coordinator and now the last two seasons uh, as the head coach. Uh, but just tell our, our listeners around the great state of Montana just a little bit about Drake and the, and the university and sort of the way that the football program fits into the fabric of campus. Yeah, I, we'll do. Uh, th- thanks again for having me on. Um, you know, excited to come out there. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys are dying for a home game, and um, you know, excited to, to come out there and be a part of it. But uh, yeah, you know, like you said, I've been here since 2014. Um, you know, we're located in Des Moines. We're a small private school, uh, but um, you know, the city of Des Moines is very passionate about their sports, uh, and you know, this this country in particular is really passionate about football. So, um, you know, our, our team is, is made up of. Uh, an eclectic group uh, really all over the country, you know, um, you know, because of the, the profile of the school and the reputation academically, we, we typically attract talent um, from coast to coast. And so, you know, we will have guys that are, uh, you know, they grew up right here in our backyard in Des Moines. 
um, all the way out to the West Coast in California to you know to the East Coast in uh, in Georgia and Florida and then and pretty much everywhere in between. You know, we uh, you know, we we've got a pretty good footprint here in the Midwest. You know, in Chicago and the Twin Cities, down in Kansas City, St. Louis. But um, you know, we've uh, you know, we've we've dabbled in the West a, a little bit more um, these last couple of years just because our, our airport's growing so much. But I mean, our, our team is made up of uh, you know, and smart guys, intelligent guys. You know, um, you know, I walk into a team meeting room. You know, I'm I'm never the smartest guy in the room when it's just me and the players, let alone the coaches included. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's a good group to work with. Yeah, I've been here now. Uh, you know, since 2014 as the defensive coordinator and taking over in uh, 2019 as the head coach. And, uh, you know, could, couldn't be more, uh, you know, grateful to, to be a part of this place. You know, the, the types of kids that we have here and, and the families that are involved. And, you know, and then it really does permeate across the, you know, the athletics department and then, you know, to the to the president of the university. Man, I can't, can't, can't speak highly enough of, of our leadership um, from the top down. It's just, it's a great place to be. And, you know, I'm an Ohio guy originally, and, and Woody Hayes is, is well known in those parts uh, of the country. And, you know, he had this quote, uh, you win with people. And, and that's, that's really what we've had here um, over the history of the program. You know, ever since it started over, you know, 125 years ago, you know, it's, uh, it's always had great people involved with it, and it continues to, to do so. And, um, and uh, you know, our players, they, they show up 18 years old, kind of green, and, um, you know, by the time we get done with them, yeah, they, they've had a great experience playing football. But more importantly, they're they're prepared for the future. Todd Steps is joining us here on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Drake, his football team, travels to Bozeman to take on the Montana State Bobcats on Saturday evening. And coach, just tell us a little bit about the Pioneer Football League because this is a league I actually I remember when the lobbying first started for the Pioneer League to get an automatic bid to the FCS playoffs, but it's a league with an interesting makeup from Butler to Davidson, and then you know you got Stetson and Valparaiso, and, and, these, and then all the way out to San Diego, and then you guys are kind of right there in the dead center there, uh, located in the heart of Iowa. So uh, just tell us a little bit about the way that this league works, because a lot of uh, prestigious universities are in this league, um, a lot of high academic schools, but also some scholarship uh, differences the, to then maybe what we have at, at the fully funded FCS level with 63 full scholarships for schools like in the Big Sky Conference. So uh, what are some of the challenges of coaching the Pioneer League, but also what are some of the, the, the parts you like about it? Because it does seem like it's about uh, the, the holistic uh, student experience, not just uh, the football performance. Yeah, well, first of all, you kind of hit it on the head. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun to play coast to coast. You know, so like, for example, our travel – this year, when I think of our road games, you know, we go up there to Bozeman and we go up to Grand Forks to play North Dakota. But then once we get um, in our conference schedule, you know, we play out at San Diego. Um, you know, we play out at Marist College, which is in upstate uh, New York, about an hour or so from from New York City. Uh, you know, we play you know, out in Carolina at Davidson, and then we're in Indianapolis against Butler. So, you know, we've got a, you know, other than probably the University of Hawaii and maybe San Diego in our conference, we probably fly more than in any place in, in the, you know, any other team in the country is in, in the, any level, division one, two, or three. But, um, you know, really, you know, it's, it, you know, the, the, the challenge is also the reward, you know, to, to have, uh, to be able to recruit, you know, without um, any kind of athletic scholarships does pose a challenge. But um, once you find the right guy with the talent, you know, we talk about recruiting the best people here, you know, the ones that have the talent to compete at this level, but also have those core values and that, 
that vision and they believe in your mission, um, you know, those, you know, the combination to become the, the best people. So when you have a roster full of great people, um, you have the opportunity to be a pretty, a pretty successful paint team and a pretty tough team. So, um, you know, the talent uh, in our league has, has improved dramatically. You know, I think ever since we got the, the automatic bid, it's, it's legitimized our league a little bit, you know? So if I think back to the time I've been at Drake, um, I believe in, uh, in 2015 and 16, um, you know, San Diego won it. Um, actually, you know what? It might be 16 and 17 where San Diego won it. And then um, first round, they, they, they beat, I think, Cal Poly one year. They beat Northern Arizona uh, the next year and then had to go up to Fargo and, and play those guys. And, and uh, you know, if you looked at uh, the final scores, they probably played them tougher than anybody to play them. So, um, you know, again, like you have a team, you know, full of guys that are like-minded and that are motivated and, you know, that are playing because they love it because they have that passion. Um, you can, you can really create something special. And so, you know, that guy that you might've recruited that, you know, maybe a, was an inch shorter, a few pounds too light or, um, you know, whatever it may be, you know, they make up for those differences in heart They make up for those differences in fight. And, you know, they end up developing into, um, players that, you know, a lot of our counterparts, you know, scholarship school or, or, or otherwise would love to have on their team. And so, you know, the, the trick for us is to make sure that we recruit the right guys, um, that we retrain, retain those guys and develop those guys. So and when they get into their third year, their fourth year, their fifth year, um, you know, they're, they're men now and, and they're able to compete with, with whatever team, you know, we, we decide to throw them in front of. Todd Steps is joining us. He's the head coach for Drake. They're heading to Bozeman to take on Montana State on Saturday. And, Coach, let's briefly talk about this game. I noticed a small sample size on this current iteration of the Bobcats under a new coaching staff led by Brent Vegan. Uh, just one game against Wyoming last week. Bobcats fell 19-16. to But a team that's flush with talent, a team that uh, is expected to be competitive, if not among or maybe the favorite in the Big Sky Conference, a team that played in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs their last time out back in 2019. So when you put on the tape and you watch Montana State, what do you see? Just an impressive group. You know, what's what's interesting is that, you know, the, the teams that played in the spring, um, you know, and, and we're one of those teams that's included in that. You know, we had a, you know, a 12-week season there where we got to play some games. Um, you would think that they would have a little bit of an advantage because it's, you know, you know in, in essence, you know, we're, we're really going into week seven, you know, of, of 2021. But, man, when you turn that tape on and how they played against Wyoming – um, they look like they played in the spring. They don't. They they look like a, a well polished, a well oiled machine. And um, you know, to, to go to a place like Wyoming and, and, and a physical team that that Wyoming is, and to be able to go toe to toe with them and to to play tough, hard nosed, old school football. Um, you know, just I think it says a lot about their program and, and how they're practicing and the way they do things. And you know, when I watch that tape, you know, it's just. You know, there's talent all over the place, both sides of the ball and special teams. You know, if you, uh, you know, if you, if you, if you really break it down, yeah, I think they've got an, an outstanding running back, number 22. Um, I think he's a phenomenal player, and and I think their tackles. You know, everybody talks about the left tackle. You know, the kid, uh, Lewis Kid, but and the right tackle, who's a newer guy. You know, TJ Session. He's he's nasty. He's physical. He's he's a good player, and and. You know, a good front with a great running back, I think, is gonna gonna make some. You know, it's gonna gonna cause some problems for us. But then, man, you know, the the, the quarterback threw some nice balls. You know, McKay threw some nice balls there. 
um, against Wyoming and, and their receivers, uh, you know, did a nice job of catching it and, and doing some things after the catch. And, you know, I think offensively they're, you know, they can do, they can run the ball and they can throw the ball. They do it both pretty well. And, and defensively, you know, their front seven is, is tough. You know, I, you know the, the, the secondary, I don't know if they, uh, if they got enough love, um, because you know, they've got some talent back there, but man, when you watch, you know, you know, you know Chase Benson run around, um, you know, in, from the interior there at the nose position, and you watch, you know, Dan Hardy set the edge, you know, in the run game, and you watch Troy Anderson run alleys, you know, from the middle backer spot, and you know, and then even even the nickelback, you know, he's you know the uh, you know Okada guy, man. He, I tell you what, he for being a smaller guy, I mean, he's he's got heavy hands, he's physical, he knows how to find the ball, and. I mean, they got kickers that can boom it, and they've got you know, return men that can can take it to the house. So, and we watched when we turned that Wyoming tape on, you know, they, you know, they were playing against an FBS team, and they and they looked like an FBS team going against Wyoming. So we're real impressed with them, and you know, we know that uh, you know, we're going to have to bring our A game in to to be competitive. Well, Coach, what an impressive scouting report. I'm impressed you know all those names so well. You're hired. You could be an analyst for us on the Bobcats. But we're up against, <laughs> against I wish I could talk to you forever. But we will catch up with you on Saturday. And uh, hopefully, uh, best of luck to your team. Safe travels for you guys. Hopefully, everything goes off without a hitch. But in the meantime, thanks so much for joining us here today. Hey, anytime, guys. Appreciate it. Be good. Todd Steps is Drake head football coach here on Nuanas Now. That's our opposing coach interview presented twice weekly by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway. Might be the best time to buy. It might be the best time to sell. And no matter what questions you have when it comes to residential or commercial real estate, Mike Nugent and the pros at Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate in Missoula have your answers to find out what Mike can do for you. Give him a call today at 531-1802. And remember, every question is good to ask. Taking it home on a Wednesday, let you know what we got going on the rest of the week. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now. This is Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. To heaven, just full of sinners and believers. Learn that happiness on earth ain't just for high achievers. I've heard, I've come to know there's life in hope. Dog makes me so happy because it just reminds me of my childhood. Kicking it, Sedona, Arizona. Red Dirt Road, baby. It's my parents. To, and it, that's just defines my parents, man. Driving up and down that Red Dirt Road in Sedona, Arizona, man. What a place. Been very blessed in my life to live in great places like Sedona and Missoula, Montana. Pretty cool. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here on Nuanas Now. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. If you missed anything in the show, you can find it in the podcast, which is presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. Tomorrow, Gus Tutel back in the saddle. We'll see you at 4 p.m. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.